President Donald Trump took executive action yesterday to give churches and religious groups greater leeway to engage in politics without risking their tax-exempt status. The order directs the Internal Revenue Service to use its discretion in the enforcement of the law known as the Johnson Amendment, a decades-old provision of the tax code that bars many tax-exempt organizations from directly endorsing candidates for office. But what does this order really do? Well, the American Civil Liberties Union tweeted that we thought we'd have to sue Trump today, but it turned out the order signing was an elaborate photo op with no discernible policy outcome. Our guest is Douglas Laycock. He's a professor at the University of Virginia School of Law. Doug, what does this order do as far as destroying the Johnson Amendment, which Trump has vowed to do? Yeah, the ACLU is right. This order doesn't do anything. Um, yeah, the issue in the Johnson Amendment is can a tax-exempt organization, it's not just churches, can a tax-exempt organization endorse a political candidate? And and the reality is if you know, churches endorse candidates with some frequency in the IRS, Jawbones about it, it tells them not to, but it never actually tries to enforce the law. I, I don't think it has any confidence that it's constitutional to censor sermons. Uh, if they spend money, if they buy a full-page ad, uh, they can lose their tax exemption. There, there's one case like that. Um, nothing in this executive order says that um, churches can endorse candidates. It says they should be treated the same way as other secular nonprofits, which they uh, pretty much already are. So there, there's nothing. There's nothing new here. So, what? So what would it take though to really change the Johnson Amendment? And if you were going to do it, would it? You know, would it just be focused on churches, or would you focus on all not-for-profits? Well, if you're going to do it, you ought to focus on all not-for-profits because if you do it only for churches, then you get an argument that it's a preference for religion and it's an establishment clause violation. Um, you know, the, there, there's a bill in Congress to repeal it, which would be a mistake. Um, in general, political contributions are not tax deductible. Political contributions that churches are. So if churches could spend money on politics, that would be a huge, huge loophole. Um, but there's also a bill to say, look, apply the Johnson Amendment only when the church spends money on politics and don't apply it to things like a sermon that are in the ordinary course of the church's activity and don't cost any money. Um, that's pretty much what the IRS enforcement policy has been, and and I don't think that bill is going to pass, but but it could, and 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 that would codify the the existing practice. But it takes congressional action to change the Johnson Amendment. Um, the most the president could do by executive order is uh, tell the IRS to use enforcement discretion not to enforce it, and they've been doing that for years. Doug, what does the order do, if anything, as far as the contraception mandate, which is the provision of the Obamacare Act that requires health plans and insurers to provide contraception to women? Well, it does It does very little there either. It... it um, instructs the secretaries of the three relevant cabinet agencies to consider issuing amended regulations uh, to address conscience-based objections. Um, so you know, Hobby Lobby already exempts employers who don't want to pay for contraception. Um, 
The only thing left is the employers who don't want their secular insurance companies to pay for it either. That's what the Little Sisters of the Poor case was about. Um, and maybe the three cabinet agencies will do something about that. Um, maybe the administration will settle those cases on terms favorable to the religious employers. But this executive order doesn't do anything. And, and of course, the president doesn't need an executive order to ask his cabinet officers to consider something. And and that's all this says. They should consider it. So in about the 30 seconds we have left, then, you know, some people say that uh, some conservative religious groups were unhappy with this order because it didn't do that much. What is it they'd like to see President Trump do? Oh, well, they, they would like to see a sweeping uh, declaration uh, to protect conscience on all the hot-button social issues, uh, particularly uh, discrimination uh, against gays and transgender for federal contractors and federal employees. Um, the wedding vendor cases, the Forrest and the Bakers, those are all state law cases. The president can't do anything about those. But the draft back in February... Uh, seem to say, you know, nobody working for the federal government has to serve anybody he has a religious objection to, and and there's not a hint of that in this executive order. Thanks for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Douglas Laycock. He is a professor at the University of Virginia School of Law. Coming up on Bloomberg Law, it's perhaps their most popular song, and the Eagles are protecting it and their trademark, suing a hotel for calling itself the Hotel California. <laughs> 